I speak English. It's a phrase you wouldn't expect to hear very much in an Arabic-speaking former French colony, but it is a trend among the young people of Tunisia that's unlikely to go away. I'd like to invite you on a journey with me as we seek out individuals from the startup, social innovation, and artistic communities of Tunisia who are actively engaging in English on a daily basis. Our quest is simple. We'll discover how English has impacted these individuals' lives and gain their perspective on the influence that English will have on the future of Tunisia. I live in Tunisia and I speak English. 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 Multiply Tunisia's goal is to capture the entrepreneurial spirit of Tunisia by highlighting the influencers in its startup, social innovation, and artistic communities. We're also interested in tracking the growing impact of English on these sectors and the effects that this will have on Tunisian culture. seen as a leader of tech development here in North Africa. Spearheading this tech movement is Elias Menai, who was introduced to me as the face of AI in Tunisia. I invited him to the station to hear if he thought this was true or not, and also to get his thoughts on the role that English would play in the digital development of his country. Downtown uh, Tunis, Centerville, Barcelona. We're here today uh, with somebody who I've just met and already am beginning to really like, Elias Menai. And um, he was actually introduced to me as the face of artificial intelligence here in Tunisia. And uh, Elias, I'm not sure if you, <laughs> if you agree with that or not, but uh, man, just uh, welcome and uh, introduce yourself. Uh, talk to us a little bit about Elias. Thank you, thank you so much. I'm, I'm really pleased to be here. It's been so long since I've been in an interview and I just love talking to people like this. Uh, confinement, so COVID has made it so hard, especially for experts like me. And about the, the face of AI thing, I think I need to start from the beginning. So, hello everyone, I am Elias Menea, and, uh, and I am an artificial intelligence engineer, researcher, and teacher all at the same time. And I love communicating with people and meeting new people, making a bigger network, and that's why you find my face everywhere. It's not because I am the face of AI, it's because I am literally everywhere trying to make new friends, trying to communicate and know more people. And that's why you can, they, they think that way. And actually, I would love to know who told you that I was the face of AI. Uh, his name, uh, let me see here, is that guy Rami on Instagram. Oh, I know. And so guy. you know this guy, and he introduced me and just said, "You need to meet the face of artificial intelligence in Tunisia." So here we are. <laughs> All right. Thank you for inviting me. So how can I entertain the crowd? Well, the first thing is simply just to, like I can say, ask you right now, developer circles from Facebook. What is that about and how is that working here in Tunisia? 
I think that we need some backstory in that case because he just said this name because I was wearing a shirt that says Facebook and then a cap that says Google and I'm like the, a working hypocrite. <laughs> so the thing is, I am a community uh, lead in Tunis, so I work a lot with uh, social communities and one of them is Facebook Developer Circles Tunis, which is a official community sponsored and uh, and um, sponsored and partnered up with Facebook. And our goal is to bring to collect, uh, to bring together the biggest number of developers in Tunis and help them train with trainings, match them with opportunities, and kind of like push the the push them to 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 communicate, to make themselves known, and to be better at what they do. And I don't do that only with Facebook Developer Circle. I always I do that also with other communities. One of them being. Uh, data Cola, which is a data science and AI, the biggest one now in Tunis, the community where we do the same thing, trainings, uh, partnerships. We've now started to work with medical imaging uh, research lab in Monastir, and we try to really, really uh, both work on the technical side to make the might, let's say the might, I love this word, the might of Tunisians be known, but also work on the communication part, because I don't know about you, but as a Tunisian, I can say that we have a very good technical side, but we lack a lot in communication. And that is one of the things that, let's say, works against us, because now people do not know about us internationally. When you tell them I'm from Tunis, they say, where's that? What, what's that? Not where, what's that? And then you tell them it's North Africa. Wait, Africa? And then you see you're white, and then you say, mm, nah, not buying it. And I have to explain that. And so it's... It's really a, a uh, sad thing because, because we, we, can, we see so many projects and so many people with a lot of potential that just don't get to be known, don't get the funding, don't get to be put into action because of lack of communication. And now, especially in tech, because tech is mostly English now, and yet in Tunis we are a French-speaking country and we, get all, we, uh, we only learned French at third grade and English at sixth grade. And so we, uh, most Tunisians have problems with that language and we are not very into communication. That they, they don't teach us proper communication. So that's something that is really working against us. And one of the things that I want to work on is the, the, make the Tunisian flag more apparent and more and stronger outside so that we can make a real community. Because another thing that we lack, and I want to work on it, is in alumni. We don't have alumni. We have a lot of very good Tunisians in NASA and Google and Tesla and, and, uh, and KPMG, business tech companies, but we do not know them and we do not communicate with each, with each other. And one of the goals of these communities is to, to know them and to try and make a big network because I know that there are so many Tunisians out there that made the effort, made the cut, are doing great things and they deserved to be known more and we deserve to, to, to have the same opportunities as others that have that, like in America, just you cross the street and you can find funds and you can find opportunities while we have to get loans and travel there and leave our country, leave our friends, our family, just to get the same opportunity as someone just next door to it. So that's basically what I do. So I heard in your explanation just of yourself and what you do, I heard you say communication so much. 
Um, can you explain to me the role that English has played in your communication um, until this point? Your communication both from the idea of growing up with English and expressing yourself in English, learning, training, and even now uh, developing and uh, expanding the community in English. Can you talk to me about that perspective? Sure. Um, so first things first, uh, this, this might be a little uh, comic to some, but as a Tunisian, which should be Arabic, I do not understand Arabic really well because I grew up on the German uh, language actually and German is not very uh, it's not very far from English if you see so one of the things that I think is uh, is lucky is, is that I grew up in the community of video games uh, anime, manga, cosplay which are very English, uh, English heavy and I learned from that the language and it helped me a lot, especially now in my career, since tech is mostly in English, start startups, funds, and is also in English. Uh, so I think that I may have an advantage that was really lucky, but that should be actually more, uh, that should be more stand standardized. Because in Tunis, we only learn language, the English language at the sixth grade. So most Tunisians learn English at sixth grade, unless they either know someone, uh, play video games, watch films, I'm in that category. So learning another language that is not English, that is not Arabic has really helped me out in my career. It helped me out because it expanded my knowledge. It allowed me to know more from, his, from a very young age, use Google, understand films, understand um, even in, in marks and exams. And then it helped me out. It naturally came to me when I went into work in tech and startups because all the content is in English. And I found easy to learn, easy to, to succeed in school, and easy to advance in my career. So I think English is, now that I think about it, because I never thought about the, the impact of English before I met you, now that I think about it, it did help me a lot to be what I am today. When you, uh, when you and I just first met, uh, you know, literally a, a half an hour ago, <laughs> um, one of the things that you said is when you currently, when you do a training or you put out a spreadsheet or you put out a, a, a PowerPoint for, for people who are, you're gathering in their communities, you literally put in a slide that says, this is going to be in English. Um, what is the reaction of those, the trainees, the people that you're working with when they see that slide, this is going to be in English? <laughs> Oh no, <laughs> they either say that or that you can see the surprise, the slight disappointment in their eyes, like they, they, they went, they go through like, okay, you can see what I did, but just the sound is enough, like, you can see that they are surprised and they, they already see the, 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 the uh, inconvenience of it, because Tunisians grew up in a, in a French-speaking, uh, grew up in French, yeah, that's it. And so, since tech is more into, uh, is more English, I have to tell them that they, not, that not only the content is in English, but they have to learn English, and that they have to make an effort, and that I will not help them out in French. Because they have to learn how to Google things, they have to know how to communicate with people, they have to know how to ask for things, how to read books, how to understand that themselves. So as a mentor, I am not here to do their work, I'm here to help them achieve their, 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 their goals and do it themselves. So that's a really great opportunity right there, I see. As you say, 
they have to learn English to succeed, to move, to grow, to uh, develop into their skills. From your perspective, what do you see um, the role of English and the impact it will have on the culture of Tunisia, the business of Tunisia, the society of Tunisia? Um, what impact do you think it will have on the future of Tunisia? To be very honest, not much. I'm not really seeing a lot of uh, impact in the near future because even though there is a handful of people that are very well versed in English and like English, those are not the people that will stay in Tunis. They, they rather go outside international and see more people. They are not those who are in the government. And especially being from a country that was invaded by France, I don't think that the French culture, the French uh, pressure will, will go away soon, anytime soon. And so English will uh, sadly stay as a third language, as an optional language in most people's minds, because I do not want to see myself or my friends as an example. We are too few to, to really matter. So on a term of a global scale, I don't think that there is going to be a big impact. There's going to be an impact on startups that have to learn English, on tech people, even though most tech people go to France and French-speaking countries. Uh, I, don't, I don't really see an impact really soon. However, that's on a global scale. When I say it's all about Tunisia with all 11 million people living in it. However, in some communities, tech, startup, uh, medicine, uh, finance, in some communities, I see that they have to learn English and it will impact them a lot more because the world is going into English. It is already in English and it's not going to change anytime soon. So it's going to be, let's say, they have to, they have to, to go with it. Uh, if you have one thing that you want to leave with the audience today, one thing for them just to chew on, to think about, could you give us one idea, one thing? Okay, though, this, uh, this is very hard. I'm putting you on the spot here. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so don't be angry, but who's the audience again? <laughs> <laughs> I need to know who I'm talking to. <laughs> so, obviously, English-speaking communities, both inside and outside of Tunisia. Oh, right. So, there's something I can say. Uh, if there's one thing I could say... All right, this, this is going to be so hard. Like my, like my advice I usually for Tunisians, I would say, um, damn it. I can't find anything. <laughs> Take your time, you know, we can edit it. We can edit anything you want. <laughs> right, yeah, please, please do, please do. Somehow my mind went blank and it doesn't usually do this. Can you repeat the last sentence? One thing to leave them with. One thing, one idea to leave with your, uh, the audience today. What would it be? I would say, ah, in that case, one idea is a principle I live with. It's, to, it's that it is easier to do stuff and ask for forgiveness than asking to do it in the first place. And this is a state of mind that I have been living with. If I want to do think something and I think it's risky, uh, I just do it. And if someone talks to me and tells me, no, you, you can't, I just ask for forgiveness. And one, a nine out of time, uh, a nine out of, uh, nine, nine, this is German. 
Yeah, 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 it was German. So nine out of 10 times, it just works and nobody tells you. So there are a lot of opportunities out there that we are not used to take because even if it's not in Tunisians, people are shy, people are afraid of the consequences. Uh, they think, what if, what if, what if something bad, and they cloud themselves with bad uh, negative thoughts, when in reality, nothing's going to happen. And you miss so many opportunities that go just by, just because you are too shy or too afraid of what might happen. So one key principle to live with, just do it and ask for forgiveness. It's better than asking for permission. And that's, I think, that's one thing I want to really say, especially to the young population that is too used to getting said no by the, by the parents and the higher-ups, just, just do it. J just go with it. Just try it and thank me later. Well, there's a little bit of street wisdom there for you. Thank you so much for coming in today, man. Thank really you. appreciate it. Thank you. Thank everyone here. And I really appreciate it. Ciao. Multiply Tunisia is brought to you by 11 Talents. At 11 Talents, we consult, design, and multiply. Find out more by following us on our Facebook page, our Instagram feed, or by visiting our website at 11talents.com. At 11 Talents, we start with you. love telling stories on Multiply Tunisia. We also love collaborating with like-minded individuals and organizations to bring these stories to life. Episodes in our I Speak English series were made with contributions from Rawinji Studio. Rawinji Studio works with change makers to catalyze social change in Africa through visual storytelling and social innovation. We encourage you to check them out on the internet. And in case you can't spell Rawinji, just look on our website. We'll make sure that they get tagged and all of the appropriate links will be there. <laughs>